Hello, my name is Betsy Rubarsik, and I'm your host of Teachers Show Me the World, a podcast for teachers who want to venture beyond the four walls of their classroom and make their subject come to life through educational travel. This podcast will be a toolbox of tips, tricks, and resources that will enable you to create a world travel program at your school that will enhance your students' education through life-changing, hands-on, experiential learning, and help you become a teacher who shows your students the world. I should probably open this podcast with an apology uh, for my scratchy voice. I'm just recovering from a pretty serious bout of laryngitis. Uh, As you can appreciate, being another teacher, this past week I had to... uh, I had no voice whatsoever, and I actually had to just type on my board and project my screen, uh, and that's how I communicated with my my all of my students that day, and it just was not a good day. So I ended up taking the next day off to allow my voice to heal, and it's slowly but surely it's coming back, so that it kind of explains the scratchiness of my voice. My husband says he likes the sound of it, so hopefully none of you will mind. Anyway, I want to I almost feel like I should open this episode with drum rolls because that is the sort of suspense that is building with this particular episode because we are literally just a couple days out from being able to finally enroll in one of the amazing EF travel rewards tours. Quite arguably, this might very well be the day where all of us group leaders just anticipate with bated breath (laughs) to have that final moment to be able to spoil ourselves for all of the hard work that we put in to showing our students the world. Now we actually get to reap some benefits and spoil ourselves and enjoy one of these amazing reward tours. If you're new to the world of educational travel, and perhaps you've never actually taken your students on any one of these trips, you might be asking yourself, what are reward trips or what is a loyalty tour? Well, this is something that um, specifically educational travel companies like EF Tours rewards their group leaders with these incredible opportunities that are upscaled and you get to choose from a selection of tours and you are able to sign up and go on an incredible all-expense-paid trip. Yes, you use your reward points based upon how many you have accrued over the you know year or your time as a group leader, but ultimately they offer these exclusive trips just for group leaders and a plus one that they can choose to bring along and pay for with their reward points. And it really is a phenomenal opportunity to just sit back, relax, and get spoiled and pampered. You know how hard you have worked over the course of the months and weeks leading up to any one of your student tours. This is their way of saying thank you and 
allowing you to actually enjoy the spoils of all of your hard work. So when I first signed up in 2011 to become a group leader, this was one of the things that really stood out in my mind about EF tours versus other um, group student educational tours that are out there. And what stood out was the quality and the diversity of these loyalty tours. And like some of these places, like, so I'm somebody, as I've said, I've traveled to 49 countries. And for me personally, I have never taken a tour for my own vacation time. I'm so accustomed to doing the student tours with my with my high schoolers or my middle schoolers that when I actually have the opportunity to travel, I I never have done group travel. But the cool thing about these loyalty tours is that many of the destinations are places that might be intimidating to actually try to plan your own trip and to access and to even know where to begin. So, for example, um, one of the previous loyalty tours was to go to Egypt. I actually had the opportunity to go to Egypt when I, it was the year 2009, and my husband and I went. And in our marriage, I'm the one that literally plans everything, logistics, destinations, all of those sorts of things. So I went about creating our entire trip to Egypt and it was a very daunting task. In fact, I can't say that um, I felt completely safe the entire time that we were there. So that's a little, little tricky. But on these loyalty tours, you seriously get to sit back, relax, and press autopilot and just enjoy the ride. I was recently talking to another group leader who mentioned that she was able to attend the Egypt tour that was hosted this past summer, and she could not speak highly enough about it. The security, the safety, uh, just the, the, the ease of being able to get around and just it was top-notch five-star quality experience. And she admitted that it was a trip that she would never have been able to perhaps plan for herself. So when you're thinking about loyalty tours and which one you might want to select, you might want to kind of use that as your compass of thinking, oh, would I ever feel comfortable going to this destination on my own? Is this a bucket list option, but I would never be able to manage and coordinate a trip on my own to this destination. So that might be something that you want to weigh in when you're considering what trip you would like to sign up for. With all this being said, one has to ask the question, then who actually qualifies? Well, one thing that I really appreciate that EF does, they have varying prices, price points, Um, for each one of these trips. And so they do make these trips attainable for first or second year group leaders all the way up to senior group leaders. So they kind of have this hierarchy of reward point value and then also time on tour. And so obviously if you're gone for a few days, it's going to be less versus a two-week tour, that sort of thing. But um, there are some key things that you need to consider. Uh, as I've mentioned, I am a global educator ambassador for EF, and I just recently attended 
my monthly Zoom meeting, uh, and one of the hot topics was the loyalty tours and the destination and who can sign up and how to sign up. So I wanted to pass this on to you so you can know this going into this week Wednesday's big enrollment day. So number one, no matter what, you must have at least one positive, that means in the black, active reward point balance. So the cool thing about the loyalty tours is that you can actually book using your pending points. You only need to have at least one active point to be able to enroll. So basically what that means is if you don't have, let's say you have 10 active points or let's go up a little bit higher. Let's say that you have a hundred active points, but you're not leading your trip until this summer. Um, and, and at that point, all of your pending points will become active. Well, the nice thing is, is that you can go ahead enroll on one of these trips with only 100 points, even if you choose a destination that requires 2,000 points. But if the if you have those pending 2,000 points, you can go ahead and book. The second qualification is you must have a future tour set up with travelers enrolled. So that means a bronze and a silver group leader, you must have a tour traveling in the same travel year that you intend to participate in the loyalty tour. So for example, for 2025, that would mean that you would have the opportunity to join one of these tours if you were traveling with your students anywhere between October 2024 through October 2025. If you happen to be a gold, platinum, or diamond group leader, you must have a tour traveling within the same travel year or the following travel year. So let's say you actually are the sort of teacher that leads trips every two years and you already have 2026 booked out, but you see an amazing opportunity to travel to a major bucket list destination in 2025 on one of these rewards tours, then you are able to actually sign up using your pending points. Those are the current qualifications in order for you to be able to sign up on any of the upcoming trips. But let's say that you fall into the situation where you aren't scheduled right now with a a future trip and you just have tons of uh, points just adding up and you want to be able to spend them on a tour. Well, you might not be able to sign up for a loyalty tour, but you would be able to sign up for a go-ahead tour. And for every point that you have, it goes times two towards a go-ahead tour. So let's say, for example, you have 2,000 points. That would qualify $4,000 worth towards a go-ahead tour. I can speak of that personally because I actually just decided to extend my World War II trip stay with my students in June. My students travel with their parents as well, so they'll go home, but I will be staying longer and traveling to Greece from Germany and extending my my travel and my personal vacation for uh, another 10 days on a Greek island tour. And I used my um, rewards points through and 
booked a go-ahead tour. So I'm really excited about that because I've never been on a go-ahead tour before. So uh, I'll have to keep you posted on how that goes. So the next question you might be asking yourself is, is a rewards tour right for me? Because as I mentioned previously, I've always been the sort of person that I've never done group tours. And here I am going on a go-ahead tour this summer and now this whole loyalty tour. Um, well, that's a really good question. And you have to actually ask yourself that. Um, you know, in all honesty, though, I've been talking with some group leaders and who have been on these loyalty tours and they cannot say enough about it. One of the main things that seems to be a reoccurring theme on one of these is that it is a five-star experience. The hotels are just incredible. The food is just like Michelin status food and uh, they they just really spoil you and pamper you. And you kind of feel like mm, maybe a bit of a, a queen of Sheba for the week, or I should say uh, maybe the king of Sheba. <laughs> so with that, um, if you want to just kind of be on that cruise control setting, sit back and enjoy the ride, then this is something that you should really consider. The other thing is, is the friendships, you know, so many of my colleagues or other people in my life, they don't get what I do. They don't understand my passion for travel, my passion for showing my students the world. And they certainly don't know what goes into all of this and making it happen. So to be able to be around kindred spirits and to talk and get to know other group leaders, to be able to network, to share ideas, but just to build friendships, genuine friendships with people who do what you do and they're just as passionate about it, I think that is something that's worth its weight in gold. So if you've never done a loyalty tour, I think uh, you would be pleasantly surprised if you tend to avoid tours for your own personal travel or if you are the sort of person that is ready to jump on a tour but never has. I think that this is something that you should seriously consider. So the moment that you perhaps have been waiting for, what are this year's destinations? Oh man, I'm telling you, I'm just looking at the screen right now and looking at all of the destinations and just like trying not to drool. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about um, at each level where the different destinations are. And uh, I might give a little tidbits here and there if I've been to one of the places um, and can share some insight. But if you start looking at the options, you'll notice that they're broken down based upon point value and how much they cost. So I really like the fact that they have them broken down into categories. So the first category is called the EF escape. And this can be an escape for uh, five days that could be as low as and affordable as 500 points. In this category, you have five options. And I'll just go ahead and list them. One of the options is Venice. Then on to the beautiful capital city of Hungary in Budapest. Uh, a tropical destination of Costa Rica. And this one really stands out because it's in January. And having uh, to weather the 
the winters in Michigan, Costa Rica sounds pretty good right about January time. <laughs> um, if you're one of those adventurers, you can go to Switzerland. Another one is uh, Brussels and Bruges. Uh, actually, I've never been to Brussels in all honesty, I've never been to Belgium. And so Bruges is one of those places that is on my bucket list. A lot of people have told me it's kind of considered like the Venice of the North. Not quite an Amsterdam, but still very beautiful canaled city. The next category is called EF exclusives. And there's actually only two that fall into this category. One of them being the beautiful city of Madrid. Uh, and that's just 750 points. So if you travel with two people, it just bumps you up to 1650. So to consider what you're getting, it's quite an amazing, um, amazingly cheap, if you ask me. And then another one in that category is a visit to the Swiss Alps, but in the summer. So no skiing this time around. So if you want to do the skiing, make sure you choose the first option. The next category is considered an EF surprise. And this is actually for family travel, which is so cool. Myself and my husband, we have two little kids and uh, we definitely travel with them um, around the world. My son, bless his heart, he's 13 and I think he's been to boy, he's pushing 20 countries at this point at only being 13. So we're definitely a traveling family. But this is cool because if you know this already, uh, any sort of loyalty trip, it's just you and a friend or a spouse that they have to be at least 21 or over. So there is an age limit. So this tour is specifically geared for families. So that might be a fun option. The next category is the EF Explorations. And this is a bit more pricey, but your stay is going to be longer and you go a much further distance. For example, uh, there's a tour that goes to Kuala Lumpur. Now, having lived in Malaysia and having lived on the island of Penang, which is in the north section of Malaysia near the Thai border, I can speak into the Malaysian culture, the food, the people. I just love Malaysia. It is just such an incredible country. The people are so loving and so open that this would, if you've never been, I would definitely put this on your list. Another option is uh, Lisbon and Porto. I actually was just in Portugal this past summer and fell in love with it. Um, I did not make it to Porto, but Lisbon, oh my goodness, I kind of felt like I was in the San Francisco of Europe. The streets are so steep and even has a replica of the Golden Gate Bridge, but Lisbon was just an enchanting, beautiful uh, city. So I'd highly recommend that one. Another one is uh, Jordan. And you get to go to the legendary spot of Indiana Jones. <laughs> Being a history teacher, to be able to go and visit Petra would be a major bucket list item for me. <laughs> Another trip that has my eye is the trip over New Year's to Iceland. Funny story. In February of 2020, my husband and I and our two kiddos had one-way tickets to Iceland in September of 2020. 
and we were all set to sell everything and we were going to world school our kids. And uh, we had one-way tickets to Iceland because that's where we're going to begin our world schooling adventure that September. Well, I think we all know what happened (laughs) in 2020. And uh, well, that never came into fruition. So Iceland has been on our bucket list big time ever since then. So I think for my husband's Christmas present, I'm going to surprise him and actually book us. Uh, Hopefully I'll be able to get us enrolled on the uh, Iceland tour. A couple other places that are mentioned in this category would be Dublin, Rome, Majorca, and a specific tour revolving all around the topics of food and wine in Tuscany and Umbria. Like, wow, that would be incredible. (laughs) The final tour that happens to be in this section is actually a trip to Poland. And uh, if you've never been to Poland, I think it's very... um, an understated destination. Poland, uh, my husband is Polish, hence the name Rybarsik. And um, actually, when we lived in Prague, nobody struggled with our last name. And if we were actually still living in Europe, it would technically be pronounced uh, Rybarsik. But that's neither here nor there. So when we've been to Poland, my husband has definitely felt right at home. But on this particular tour, you need to know in advance that um, it's a heavy tour, meaning that one of the destinations you will be going to Auschwitz. I've had the opportunity to go to Auschwitz a couple of different times, and each time is just as powerful and moving as the previous one. So it's definitely not for the faint of heart, but it, it is a powerful, powerful experience that if you have that opportunity, I would definitely encourage you to do that. And if you could justify this with the subject that you teach, I would definitely encourage you to take your students there as well. It's one of the most humbling tours I've ever taken my students on and definitely worth doing. The final category and the most expensive and the longest time on tour is the ultimate adventure section. And they do not disappoint. These have to be major bucket list destinations for a lot of people. And um, I'm noticing the first one is to go to Australia. Um, I've been to Australia with a group of my students, and I'm actually taking a group of students to Australia and New Zealand in 2025. So uh, when you do go there in the summertime, I know it's technically their winter, but if you stay in the southern portions of like Sydney, the weather can be kind of iffy around the 60s, I'd say, but we end up going up to the to the north of the country, to the Great Barrier Reef, and it's definitely tropical in the 80s and absolutely lovely. So don't let traveling there in the summer stop you. Another destination that looks amazing is Norway and visiting the fjords. That just, uh, oh, that makes me swoon. I've never been there, but that's one of the places I'd like to visit. Uh, The next one is India. And this is a place that I can speak into Uh, quite a bit. I traveled to India uh, by myself. And all I can say is out of all of the places and all of the continents I've ever been, India is really that one country 
where I had true culture shock. It was sensory overload. I absolutely loved every single moment of my trip there, but it was by far the most intense and most life-changing place I've ever been. Uh, People always say that when you go to India, you will have your India moment, quote-unquote, and this is when you um, will just you will break down. <laughs> I hate to say this, but, and I don't want to deter anyone from doing India because it was incredible. I loved every moment of it. But um, if you want to see India and that's a place that you've always wanted to go, I'd highly recommend jumping on this tour because India is not a place that I would recommend um, going to unless you're on a tour. It's really intense. And, um, but, and if you've, n- not traveled extensively in your life, then you might want to wait for a more, um, I think this is more for a seasoned traveler. The final two trips in this category are Cuba and then South Africa and Victoria Falls Extension. And, you know, I'm kicking myself because I actually unknowingly chose Australia and South Africa as two of my student group tours for the summer of 2025. So it's kind of funny. I really think that the timing of when these rewards trips are going on, I think I will actually be on tour with my own students during this time. And I'm really eyeballing the South Africa and Victoria Falls because I actually custom made a tour for my students uh, to go to South Africa on safari. I extended the safari portion of the trip. And, oh, man, I'm drooling over the Victoria Falls portion of this rewards trip. So I'm wondering if I'm able to finagle that somehow because the dates that they are traveling on the EF rewards tour are the dates that I will be there with my students. So anyway, sorry, I'm kind of thinking out loud at this point. But anyway, uh, those are the tours. That is a quick summary of each one of these fantastic places that you could potentially sign up. And uh, if you go to your rewards account um, on the website and you click on the rewards section for the loyalty tours, you're actually able to read um, each one of the itineraries in detail. So you can view um, all of the details to make your best decision. So the question that you're probably asking is, how do I enroll on one of these tours? Well, let me just say that last week when I attended my GEA meeting, and uh, they actually brought on um, the head of the Rewards Travel. Uh, Her name is Brooke. And one thing that Brooke mentioned is that you will be able to enroll this coming Wednesday, January 24, at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And she and her staff of 15 staff members will be on standby, literally Uh, working to manage the website while people are enrolling. She, She actually admitted in this meeting that in years past that the site, the EF site, has actually crashed during this point. So if you want to sign up on one of these tours, they can be 
highly competitive. So you need, I actually have set the timer on my, on my phone to go off at 1155 so that I know at that point, fortunately I'll be during, it'll be during my lunchtime. So I'll be free to be able to do this. I think they actually try to coordinate that for the most part so that teachers will be, um, on their lunch and at 12 o'clock have, they'll, they'll actually activate a button that says enroll. And so when you click on that button, you'll be able to enroll yourself and your plus one. One thing that you need to remember is that you will have to know your guest's name and birth date and obviously their full legal name in order to enroll them. You will not need to know their passport number at that time. So just make sure that you're prepared with the birth date information of your plus one so that doesn't prevent you from being able to sign up. I hope all of this has been helpful and has created a buzz and some excitement for this opportunity because I know as a teacher and somebody who loves to travel as much as I do, and we all know the reputation of teachers' salaries, right? And so we got to be creative and think outside the box to create opportunities for ourselves to be able to travel. Because if you're a travel junkie and addict like I am, yeah, you need to take advantage of these sorts of opportunities. So I hope that this has given you some inspiration and gotten you excited about what's about to happen this week, whether or not this is your fifth time going on a rewards tour, or perhaps it's your first time. I hope that you have an amazing time and this information has come in handy. So until next time, happy travels, and I hope you're able to sign up for the rewards tour of your dreams. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, be sure to like and subscribe. And if you could do me a huge favor, leave a review because other like-minded teachers will find this podcast. In addition, if you're looking for great resources, be sure to check out my website, Teachers Show Me the World. When you go there, you'll find resources and additional blog posts that give other great tips and suggestions for how you can become a teacher that will show your students the world. In addition, we have a Facebook group that we would love for you to join. It's a great place to chat with other teachers and get ideas and inspire and support each other on this journey. Until next time, ciao!